0: i uh-huh. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast, where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one member of the Flight of the Concords at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson.
1: I'm Norman Mitchell. And it's business time.
0: (laughs) Not in front of the guest.
1: That was the, the first Flight of the Concords song I thought of.
0: Oh. Joining us today is Gary Roby again. Glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I have. You're welcome. I have a feeling this minute <laughs> this can is going to be fun. more lighthearted <laughs> than the than the other three. Um. So today we'll be talking about minute thirty nine, which starts with um, Arwen... Arwen's face again, um, and it goes into- well, Aragorn kissing his son on the cheek is so cute. Yeah. Um, and it it ends with Arwen riding off into the distance.
1: While only one elf is just like, where's she going?
0: Yeah, my lady.
1: The only elf that gives a damn.
2: (laughs) I don't want to jump right- well, I don't- I feel- I feel bad just jumping right to, like, the middle of the minute, but when- when her son looks at her, it is the most ominous, like, I'm a little scared of this kid. It's just, Dude, um, that
1: is quite a stare. He
2: has a very intense... Yeah! It's so intense!
1: Yeah, this, uh, Um, the kid, uh, in the, in the, in the commentary, I think it's in the, uh, I think it's in the design commentary, uh, somebody mentions that Uh, This kid was five when they filmed this scene.
2: Wow. His eyes are, like, boring into her soul. It's... I know. A lot. I haven't paused in, like, 20 seconds, and it's too much.
1: (laughs) And it just... What is this kid... What do you want from me?
2: Where are you going, mother? (laughs) Yeah. He's
1: got some real, like, Damien from the Omen energy. Oh, my
2: God.
1: (laughs) I knew... I... Just yeah, I would. I definitely was gonna wanted to talk about that too because this this kid has just like, ooh, what are you? Yeah. What happened to you? Why are you like this? <laughs> it's just ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it's a lot. Long- yeah, we get
1: our we get a flight of the Concords cameo mm-hmm. this minute.
0: So, okay, um, the the elf in question that that um, the 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 extra basically, he's a featured extra. Yeah, um, that's a. Uh, Brett McKenzie from *The Flight of the Concords, the mm. very famous question mark. They, I mean, they had a show on. What was it like? Showtime HBO? Yeah, one of those. I don't know. It was on HBO. Um, on like
1: a, yeah, I think it was HBO. They had like a premium, premium cable show.
0: Yeah, it's like a sketch comedy, uh, musical thing. Very, very weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess this this character, like he was just in the background?
1: Of the Council of Elrond scene.
0: And what does mm. Figwit stand for?
1: Frodo is gray, who is that? <laughs> Which I think is really funny. Figwit.
0: I love that there's a whole, like, fan documentary about Figwit.
1: Yeah. this don't know this. Yeah. And uh, they just decided to have him come back and do this and give him the line mm-hmm. just because of Fans making a big deal of him having a cameo in Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah,
0: because they're just like, who is this guy? Who Who is he? What, what Why is he in the, the council?
1: Yeah, it just like took on a life of its own and they were just like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll put him in the movie. Mm-hmm. We'll have him show up in okay. Return of the King again. Why not?
0: Isn't Instead of this
1: being just some random extra, let's just use someone we've used before.
0: Isn't he also in The Hobbit? Uh, yeah, I think so. Which is so funny.
1: Just got a, that continuity. Figwit was there. Mm-hmm. Figwit was always there
2: <laughs> Figwit is always watching She just rides off Doesn't even give him a word
1: Yeah, he's just like Where's she, where's she, where's she going And why does no one else care
2: <laughs> Yeah, no one reacts No one even looks
0: Ostensibly like, I mean they all know Who Arwen is, right? So like yeah, Why would they be so aloof about it?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I don't get it. They just, they're just letting her go.
2: Figwit. Yeah, Figwit. I did not know that this was his name. Yeah.
1: Yep. Frodo is great. Who is that? But, and the, uh, but yeah, this, uh, this little boy is played by Sadwin Brophy. Mm
0: -hmm. And he has exactly two credits to his name.
1: On IMDb, anyway. This
0: movie and a TV movie that he didn't do twenty
1: seventeen. So Yeah, uh in the the commentary they talk about him they talk about having done some work as a child actor. He doesn't have any credits for it on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, this uh this little kid though, I I can't imagine having to just like stare into the camera at this kid for all these takes they had to have done yeah. for that stare. <laughs> just like, oh, uh he's gonna steal my soul. What?
0: this is like the most beautiful child I've ever seen
1: yeah but that stare is like looking into the core of your being that is a piercing (laughs) piercing stare for a five year old
2: yeah it's also weird like this is she's having this vision and it is presumably a portent of the future but someone she sees in the vision is looking, like, sees her, is, like, reacting to her. It's strange, in my opinion. I don't know. It seems weird. Does he see her? Is this, like, is she actually seeing the future and he's seeing the past? Like, what is this connection? I mean, I get it's her kid, but it's ominous. mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't like it.
0: (laughs) I don't think the vision is... is... I don't know that the vision is um is is like a like a doorway like she yeah she's no, I don't think it you. actually
2: is either, but
0: yeah, which would be
1: trippy, story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think totally. it's just it's just purely a vision, but because it's a vision uh that only she is seeing almost like a dream it interacts with her
2: mm, mm. yeah, that's fair. It's, it's just the
1: dream confronting her directly.
2: Yeah. Where do these visions come from? Presumably like how much truth is there in these visions? Yeah. Are they potential mm. futures? Is it
1: I think that's what Elrond says, is that they're they're just potential. That he can he sees yeah. things sometimes and then they become weaker. That
2: it's growing more faint or something like Yeah, exactly.
1: It's Yeah yeah. yeah.
2: Interesting.
1: So like nothing is set in stone with mm-hmm. these visions. Because just the, just the idea, the act of observing them potentially changes them.
0: Yeah.
1: Because then it alters how you behave. Or perhaps seeing them alters how you behave to only ensure that they will happen. It is a curse. (laughs) Because that's a, that's a concept I've seen sometimes when it comes to um, seeing the future in a story.
0: Like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that any, any visions of the future are considered like, are considered bad not because of any information you gain that is unfair but because once you see the future you've unintentionally self unintentionally locked yourself on that path you can't change mm. your future once you see a vision of it why because you you've just locked yourself to it in time by having observed it by having it's the act of observing it locks you to it it's just like a like a a thing about the mechanics of that story i can't remember where i read that what story that was that i read something like that in but like it was considered like Really bad to try to see the future because once you did, you ensured that that version of the future would come to pass no matter what you did because every action you would take would just ensure it came to be and people would start and sometimes people would do like, would try to do terrible things to stop whatever they saw that they considered more terrible from happening Mm -hmm. to like try to get Mm -hmm. themselves killed or something and they would just cause themselves to suffer more and more before this future they saw that they didn't want. Weird. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The first uh not quite as so dramatic, but the first Dune novel is kinda like that. Paul Atreides knows he's destined to become the like
1: the builder Muad'Dib.
2: of an empire who's gonna bring Yeah, the Moi Deep Exactly. And uh, there's a scene that I really, really love in that book when he gets picked up by the, the Fremen in the desert and um they're they want to give him a name and he picks like a mouse that he sees running by because he thinks that like oh I can't I'm no one's gonna see me as the head of this army that's going to destroy the universe if I'm, like, named for a mouse. And then they he points at it and they say, Oh, Muad'Dib, the one who leads us through the desert and helps us find water and, like, has all the positive connotations anyway. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, <laughs> He's, damn He it, keeps
2: try- trying to, like, <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't want this and it's still happening.
1: Which yeah, because, like, his mom can see the future or whatever, right? I haven't read Dune in forever. Yeah, uh...
2: Yeah, she can, and then I think he gets some like glimpses of it too. Because uh, he's the he's the Quisat Sadarak or whatever. It's <laughs> prophesied and all that. Dune
1: is Dune is crazy.
2: Yeah, I've only read the first two, uh, but there's a lot of those now, and I think it just gets more bananas.
1: I think it's just the first three that were written by Frank Herbert though.
2: Um I think you're correct. I, don't I think know. the rest of them were written by his,
1: his two ahead. sons.
2: They're still they're still writing new Dune stuff.
1: Yeah, mostly uh, mostly material that's like uh, kind of like Silmarillion in nature. It's all ancillary, like world growing stuff. It's most of what has been written since that trilogy isn't continuing the story. It's like stuff about the families in like a prequel sense.
2: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it looks like the first five are actually Frank Herbert.
1: Mm. I couldn't remember because I know that originally it was just going to be the trilogy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I only read the first two. I have the third one, but for whatever reason, I haven't. Uh,
1: the third one I'm is interested. Children of Dune? Yeah. Because the second one is Dune Messiah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I listened to the audiobooks, and I didn't realize how much shorter the second one is than the first. But it's like a third of the length. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, it's wild.
1: Yeah, I haven't read the okay second or third though. one, and I haven't read the first one since high school. I like picked it up at the thrift store for like two bucks, I the should trilogy. Read those.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like a real touchstone of science fiction. I like the first
2: one a lot. Yeah. It's like the
1: Lord of the Rings for science fiction for a lot of people. It's like the, it's that touchstone that so much science fiction has been inspired by Yeah, since the the 20th century. And I remember when Dune, when those books came out, was it the 70s? Uh, I think 60s for the first 60s? 65,
2: 1965.
1: So nine years after Lord of the Rings. Okay. So that makes sense why they kind of get compared then. They're like inside the same generation of like young readers. Like becoming obsessed with this stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, they were published in the same decade, right? Just barely.
1: Yeah. Inside 10 years. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Dune has like a lot of really cool concepts and things from Dune have just become part of like common geek slang. Like the spice. Like the spice must flow. Like it's just (laughs) become Uh just a thing. Just like I mean, stuff from Lord of the Rings just is part of this kind of language that all the all the nerds and geeks speak. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's some percentage of people that know where it's from and like understand the context, but have also like never experienced those works. Not really. Yeah. I actually, and, um, and I find stuff like that really interesting.
2: The um, like your your like cultural osmosis. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many things that like we. Especially on like Scott Pilgrim, there's so many things we've talked about where it's like, you know, I haven't seen this thing, but I know enough about it to like participate in this conversation that's happening mm-hmm. right now. Yeah.
0: Like in the group chat, we were just talking about the Shining, and I was like, you know, I've never seen the Shining, and all I know is like the spooky kids in the hallway, and like, here's Johnny. And then Scott yeah. was just like, oh, what about the elevator full of blood? And I'm just like, what? And so he like sent me a GIF, and I had seen that image before. But oh, I had yeah. No idea yeah. that it was attached to the Shining.
1: Yeah. It's from The Shining. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the visions the kid has, or whatever. Oh, so you know, yeah. yeah. It's been forever since I've seen The Shining.
2: I've only seen it like once or twice, but I, I read that book. I read both that and Doctor Sleep, and they're really good.
1: I actually I haven't like read one. the book The Shining. I've only seen the movie.
2: There are some really terrifying sequences in that book. I will say.
1: I couldn't get through it when I tried to read it.
2: The clown I haven't tried to read it.
1: <laughs> it's a really hard read. It's definitely one of the yeah. one of the harder things that he's written. To, to get through. Salem's Lot is a fantastic read.
2: Mm, I didn't read that one, but I did read uh, I did read The Stand, and I did read Misery. Oh my god, that book terrified me.
1: <laughs> Misery is quite a story.
2: That's the crazy fan one, right? Yeah, that's the
1: crazy fan one.
2: Yeah, there's sequences in that one where he's just, like, sneaking through the hallway, and I'm like, I've never been so tense in my whole life.
1: <laughs> that movie is terrifying. The, uh, what, is the what is the what is what is that actress's name? I'm trying to remember. She's in so many things. She's in so many things, mm. and yet I'm having a hard time remembering anything she's been in right now. <laughs> From my head, but she's she's just been in a ton of movies nowadays. She usually gets used as like an old Southern lady and stuff.
2: Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Oh, it's Kathy Bates.
1: Kathy Bates. Yeah, that's her name. Yeah, she is completely terrifying in that movie.
2: That's what I've heard I haven't watched the movie i uh I don't know if I can put myself through that
1: <laughs> uh it the uh the hobbling scene is the worst the worst i
2: believe it oh the worst God that part in the book is
1: do you know what we're talking about
2: r- Nope. very graphic you're better off okay if yeah. you're not
1: if you're not into to to like uh terror
2: no nope.
1: then uh yeah, you're better this. off. <laughs> But uh, any anyone listening who knows what we're talking about when we say the, the hobbling is just, the, uh, uh-huh. uh. <laughs> yeah. I uh, sounds yeah. get to me more than visuals a lot of the time. So like when I saw misery, mm. I was just like, oh no! Oh, does she oh, cut? No.
0: It, does she cut off his legs?
1: No, she doesn't cut them off.
0: Oh, I
2: don't want to know. <laughs> in the book, in the book, she 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 cuts one of he. She cuts his leg at the ankle. Ooh. Um, I think it's a hammer in the movie.
1: Yep. She puts a board between his ankles nope. and his knees. Nope. Yeah. Nope,
2: nope, nope, nope. In the in the in the book it's an axe and it's very he's very descriptive and I didn't need it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. We've gotten so far away from
1: <laughs> so We're still talking about away books. Away.
2: <laughs> you're you're right. You are right.
1: It's <laughs> a very broad thing. Right. We're still talking about books.
2: We are. Working at a bookstore. That's all I ever do.
1: I bet. I bet. It's great. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't have any other like yeah. notes.
2: I think this one's
0: gonna be a short one.
1: Uh, the like a note for the the kid, just like one little final note for the kid in this this minute, is that uh, mm. his father is someone that's been working with Peter Jackson like from the beginning.
0: That's cool. So wow.
1: his son gets his cameo. Yeah.
0: Gets
1: his that's little fun. moment.
0: I swear to God, that's the most beautiful child. I have ever right,
1: seen. right. It's what what a gorgeous child! And you can—he looks convincingly yeah. enough like he could be Vigo Mortensen's kid.
0: Yeah, like no, like like the yeah, totally the both
2: of them.
1: Yeah, like it's good. It's good. I like this this little like veranda that they're on.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and then like seeing the seeing the the Evan Star on the kid's neck is makes Arwen cry.
0: It's like oh,
1: mm-hmm. and then she. Oh, there is a really bad. subtle thing in this this minute for. Just a moment. She looks angry. It's for like less than hmm. a se- less than a half a second. There's just this tiny little flash of anger on her well, face. Well, yeah,
0: because she remembers what Elrond. Like, yeah, it, it's lied right to her when about. she comes out
1: of like what Elrond said. There's yeah. this this tiny little flash of anger, and then it immediately goes back to like this this somber expression.
0: Yeah. Well, then she's resolved to
2: be yeah. like, I'm gonna go kick Dad's ass. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got some explaining to do.
1: Oh, you mother. <laughs> I stopped myself. I'm
0: glad. I don't want to have to, like, use the sword sound.
1: It's kind of a pain in the butt. (laughs) I messed it up once.
0: (laughs) Happens to the best of us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're all from the website, DuelingGenre.com. We also have our Facebook listener group, The Fellowship of the Mic. If you're still on Facebook and you're into (laughs) groups, it's a lot of fun. (laughs)
2: I don't know. Like, me, you might just be like, like on Facebook to we just... talk about the minute we share memes. Yeah, it's great. Yeah,
1: I've been sharing lots of memes lately since we've come back. I feel like I'm posting been, something in the group really like good. every other every couple days. you meme lord,
0: it's, right. it's true. I, I mean, we both lord. are. <laughs> meme Amir. Meme Bora meme. Ah,
1: there you go.
2: <laughs> Fair meme. Fair <laughs> meme.
0: Oh man, I can't wait to like. Ah, oh, there's gonna be so many good Faramir stuff, and uh, if you use Apple Podcasts, uh, throw up a five star review. That'd be nice.
1: Yeah, it's good for us. Pay good for forward. you.
0: Happy Thursday!
1: Right, give us a five star review. It makes us look better. It makes you feel good for passing along some pa- positivity. Mm-hmm. It's good. Good all around.
0: And how? And throw up a five star review for uh, Harry Potter a minute while you're at it. Yeah. All. Oh, all it takes is a <laughs> is a
1: couple of clicks, and you give someone a smile.
0: Right.
2: I don't check them, but yeah. I believe in you. <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't checked them since since our first season. Mm-hmm. It's been a while.
1: No, as they say, never read the comments.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it.
0: Uh, we love you guys. Thanks for listening.
1: I did find out, uh, just because I was poking around on Spotify. Yeah. If you type Lord of the Rings into the Spotify search, we are the top result.
0: Nice. Oh, boy. Not That's the awesome. soundtracks?
1: Uh, If you're in the podcast section of the site.
0: Oh, oh. I was like, what? If
1: you're in the podcast section of Spotify and you type in Lord of the Rings, we're at the top. Nice. And then- That's awesome. High
0: five. uh,
1: (laughs) And there's a surprising number of Lord of the Rings podcasts on Spotify. I'm
0: not surprised. Uh,
1: Even though they haven't been accepting podcasts for that long.
0: Yeah. Sweet. Um, And we'll be back tomorrow to see what Arwen does.
1: Yeah. Oh, boy. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.